Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jackie Gerlop, founder of Shameless Therapy and Consulting Services, <laughs> who helps people to transform into their shameless, sexy self through therapy, coaching, consultation, incentives, workshops, and retreats. And she helps you to stay your shameless, selfie, sexy self in life and also in business. Now, there's a tangent. Love that. Jackie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful to be here so, 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 so much. Thank you. You are so, so welcome. So, hey, can you just expand a little bit more on you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? <laughs> um, everybody. Um, I am going to be in my second year of business on October 4th. So I'm really stoked about that. And then I've had my business for a couple of years now, and it's been really exciting. I work with um, folks in the LGBTQIA plus community. I work with BDSM and kinky folks. I work with folks that want to open up their relationship or marriage. I work with folks healing from infidelity. I work with folks that want to sexually explore. Like, what are my turn-ons? What are my turn-offs? Let's talk about sex toys, masturbation, loops, different types of sex exercises for your sexual self-care. And that's really what I hone in on when it comes to working with different people. But I love working with everybody, (laughs) to be honest, but I do work with 18 plus because that's just what feels right for me. But I don't have a cutoff age or anything like that. Fantastic. So you coach and guide through all these taboo subjects, all these things that have a stigma or there's there's or there's weight around it. So much more weight. What do you find is maybe the first barrier? What is the first challenge that people time and time again come to you with that you have to help them to overcome first or even maybe be, be aware of? Shame. <laughs> shame. Literally, it's shame. It's so much shame. It's you know, people will say, Jackie, I want to be able to work on desire discrepancies with my partner here because we have mismatched libido, which is absolutely fucking normal for anyone out there that needs to hear that. Um, and yes, it's also normal to masturbate three or four times a day for anybody that needs to hear that. So when people come and work with me, there's a lot of blockages that I see when it comes to we're having sex. And we don't know how to communicate or talk about sex. So my question is, how come we're having sex and we don't even know how to discuss this, right? And so a lot of times I will tell folks, you know, have there been different types of messages around shame, lack of um, sex education growing up, even exploring or asking parents, caregivers, family members, or chosen family, you know, where sex education lied, if they had potentially shamed you in any way, shape, or form, and if you even got adequate sex education, right? 
flip of that too is like I've been shamed for like telling someone like I really enjoy kinky sex like I love BDSM and kink <laughs> and someone has said to me that's not that that's not kinky <laughs> Jackie and I'm like oh, wait what and then we gaslight ourselves and we question ourselves and that's a shame response with that mm -hmm. so a lot of times people tell me we need to come see you for sex because we're not doing something right or whatever I'm like hold on it's not about, you know, doing things right or wrong or whatever. It's just about this both and approach. Like, can we have sex? And can we also invite shame into the room here to explore how your sex life is manifesting as shameful versus shameless? And that's why I really work with folks in regards of, you know, exploring their bodies and partners and or partner spouses bodies, or even if they're single about those turn ons, the turn offs, you know, different types of things with communication skills, especially shame blame language because that's where I see a lot of times folks will get defensive um mm. so I really like doing psychoeducation on that too with people to just even let's slow down let's break it down a little bit here like the two of you are acting like opponents like we're a team like we all want to you know have an amazing experience and win the game here and so we'll talk about different types of creative tools and interventions even like a pleasure playbook which doesn't even have to be about sex that can also incorporate foreplay aftercare and some different things too so that's my tangent for you. It's a lot more shame but underneath that a lot of this different work that we really tie together and I love it so much. Yeah, that there is an awful lot in there that you just just mentioned. So yeah, I want to mm -hmm. sort of break this down and simplify this because it's shit, hard. that's the best way to do anything to break yeah. it apart. So mm -hmm. you mentioned the the right or the wrong. You mentioned mm -hmm. the shame that comes in. I mean, mm -hmm. as humans, we go straight to avoidance. That is probably the the, the worst trait that we all have by default. Avoid, mm -hmm. avoid, avoid. If it feels awkward, e avoid it. Uncomfortable, avoid. Scared, avoid. Mm -hmm. And then we, by doing this, we manifest, we bring into reality what we don't want. We make it worse. We make it more awkward. So holding sort of tangent from that, in, in the business world, shame, I can mirror it as failure. So having this sort of shame around your sex life, what you want, the failure around the business isn't quite working. It's not what you want. Mm -hmm. There is a nice sort of, there's a synergy there. So yeah. with, with the way that you work with your clients, what, what was it that made you decide, fuck, yeah, this is, this is how I want to serve the world. This is how I want to show up. This is where my zone of genius can really help others to step into their their play step into what they truly want to open up a safe container for this subject yeah that actually goes back to my family of origin <laughs> how i got into sex therapy and coaching to be quite honest and with shame yes typically what we try to do we either try to avoid or control it is what are the two responses um typically is what the research shows and really why do i want to help with people this because you know i had experienced um you know a lot of shame in regards to gender norms and roles growing up so my mom she has seven brothers her parents were actually holocaust survivors they were in a work camp because they were polish and so they came over when they were 14 and 16 so she was like a second mom to all her brothers on that side of the family very traditional um i know the language i can't speak it that much and then my dad's side of the family five sisters, 
no religion, like do good on to others, good will come back to you sort of thing. Split tasks of the household, egalitarian. His dad was a sous chef in the army. And so growing up, you know, I really got into sex therapy and coaching because of gender, because one day after like a Sunday dinner or something like that, my mom, I'm the youngest, I'm a girl and I have one older brother, Joey. My mom was like, Jackie, go do the dishes after dinner. I was like, why do I have to do the dishes? Like, why can't Joey fucking do the dishes for once? Like I do them all the damn time. Right. And she's like, well, because you're a girl. And my dad like stopped eating, you know, his ice cream or a bowl of cereal, whatever he was finishing up. He was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Like, Joey, you go do the dishes. Jackie, I'm going to show you how to put oil and check your oil in your car. Like, we don't want these gender norms. We don't want these roles to be playing out. Like, and there was a lot of shame there. And then the flip of that, like I had a lot of sorority sisters in my undergraduate degree um, in college saying like, you are so comfortable with the topics of sex, sex toys, condoms, safe sex, all these different types of things that people actually don't know how to discuss or talk about. And they were like, you need to be a sex therapist. And I was like, yeah, that's not a thing out there. Ha ha ha. Y'all are funny. And then I had an epiphany moment, like an aha moment. Like so many of my clients do be in therapy or coaching, right? For myself. And I was like, damn did people actually think I could do this? Like, did I actually think this was a joke and what is going on with me? So then I was like, I need to get my ass into therapy because I'm experiencing some shame from my upbringing with Catholicism and my religion at that point. And so what my dad really taught me in those moments, whether or not I knew it, he was modeling like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to stand up for what you want to believe in. It's okay to say, I feel shamed in these moments, or this is not okay. And it's okay to be able to be an advocate and not a bystander in a situation. And so really, that's what I inspire and encourage all of my clients to do to speak up, use your voice, be assertive. Let's talk about your sexual boundaries and physical touch boundaries and different types and what's okay and what's not okay. So that's what I love doing. So if we take the, the concept, because everything you've been through, there is so much information in yeah. your journey, which mm-hmm. again, you can avoid it. You can ignore it. You can suppress it. Uh, mm-hmm. You chose to be like, what up with that? doesn't make any yeah. sense. And so you yeah. saw therapy as your a route to understand a bit more. So I want to talk mm-hmm. about information, a concept yeah. that we teach. And it's one of the guiding principles. There is no such thing as good or bad. It is just information. hold that as truth and that will change your fucking world but (laughs) in your in your world shame Mm -hmm. what is the information that is being brought into your attention into your awareness through shame yeah the information is like i am wrong i am bad i'm not worthy and these negative thinking patterns that we get in our head and then there's different types of shame cycles too that i'll talk to folks about as well um that I have in a, a work uh, manual. It's really a manual that I wrote up and I wrote about. It's like a Venn diagram. And it's like, for example, I'm a therapist in business. And because I'm a sex therapist, I can't accept insurance. It doesn't get paid out. And I don't, I don't work for free <laughs> over here. Right. But there can be money shame with that, with, you know, Jackie's experiences in the middle here, right? There's insurance paid therapists that are taking insurance, which is cool, then have opinion about private paid therapists, and then private paid therapists have opinion over here and here, and like, I'm in the middle of it, right? And so then it makes you think all these different things in the center of that, like, I'm not worthy, I'm doing something wrong, because I'm not living by someone else's rules in life, which just isn't true Mm. (laughs) in any way, shape or form. And that's how those shame cycles start going. 
that information tells us a lot you've now brought this back into yourself so we have your experience of being this kind of therapist and Mm -hmm. there are all these false beliefs and all these stories that you think Mm -hmm. other people are saying and that you've seen other people say and there's a whole soup of emotions and thoughts and stories going Mm -hmm. on there so we've delved away from your clients away from that shame and you've guided that into the shame of what what you feel so Mm -hmm. even even with knowing all this stuff being the the therapist that you are being the coach and the guide that you are Mm -hmm. i mean this doesn't mean that you're you're completely fixed and you have no challenges whatsoever (laughs) right that would be fantastic (laughs) it's not quite the way it works so even with this knowledge or maybe with this knowledge because you probably know too much and you can qualify and expand and logify everything mm-hmm. what are the things that, that you battle with what are the things that you work towards as, as a business owner as you're going through your personal and business journey what's that like what level are you yeah uh you're kind of doing so many jobs at once and <laughs> i think personally if anybody opens up a business you're going to be really doing some soul searching spiritually as well so some challenges that i really dealt with you know right off the bat like what you see is what you get with me and if i'm going to be shameless i have to live like my brand so my website has me with like my volva puppet between my legs because i thought that would be funny and i think my clients out there that like me would think that'd be funny right but you go through these ways of shame and and the imposter syndrome can creep in there too right and you're like do i do this do i not and you go back and forth mm. right and then you have to really mentally remember your why behind that and the passion of it too so the struggle in that is like okay i get to practice what i preach here and sometimes that is really really fucking hard work like they mm. say doctors make the worst patients therapists sometimes can make the worst clients too and i also know that that's important work for me to do because you know if i don't do that then how can i ask or you know um explore that with other folks that are working with me in services i would feel like a big ass hypocrite so i'm definitely not perfect and i would definitely say i'm not fixed and i think it's yeah. like this is a continuous journey. So I think putting yourself out there, taking those quantum leaps and jumps is something that I have struggled with in the past. And then I think currently, like something that I struggle with in business right now is being, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kiddos. I am a woman in business that, you know, I'm doing it all. And I'm not mad about that in any way, shape or form. I just don't get that support from other people in my life that I thought I would previously. And it's interesting. And I don't know if that's, um, you, you know, what that's about. I have different ideas and it just makes me want to be able to have that support. You know, when we say mm. different things around, I'm a feminist or I support all women out there. And I'm like, well, I'm going to your wedding, your baby shower and all this stuff. Like, how come you're not showing up, you know, for my workshops when I invited you and you said yes to this and then yeah. it doesn't happen, you know? So that I think is my biggest struggle giving so much support and time and energy and effort and money sometimes to people, which I want to do that, right? It comes from a very genuine place. How come I'm not receiving that, you know, when I reflect on some of those things? Or it's like a one mm. foot in, one foot out, or a one-way street, if I had to think about that analogy a little bit, you know? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Here's a question. Do yeah. you actually want support? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, it may sound like a stupid question, but it's an important one. Start from scratch. Do you do you actually want the support? Oh hell yeah, (laughs) hell yeah! I would love it if people did things that could just even be 
free. Like people don't know how much it means writing a, a Google business review. People don't understand how, how heartwarming it is to have them subscribe to my YouTube channel, share my posts on Instagram, or even share different things that I'm doing, workshops that could benefit a family member, a friend, a loved one, someone out there like they don't have to spend thousands of dollars or anything like that mm. with my business. Just those little things, I think, add up so much as a solo entrepreneur that I don't know if um, and I always I always say thank you so much to all the people that do do that, because I am grateful for the ones that do and the ones that yeah. I go back to. I'm like, maybe I need to stop asking potentially because, you know, then I might set myself up for disappointment. Just be like, OK, I don't know if I can, yeah. can do that anymore. The question for, for for your clients, if you had a, a client that came to you with, um, there are these, I, I need this from my partner. What, mm -hmm. How would you guide them in that moment that they need something that their partner's not giving? What mm -hmm. kind of, what kind of guidance or questioning would you guide them through in that moment? It depends. So I'm going to go with the type of client that popped up in my head right away. Um, because of sex therapy with different sexualities out there, right? Bisexuality, pansexuality, having one partner or spouse be able to fulfill all those things are not going to happen, right? With different genders and everything like that. Um, so one of the things I would really ask them about is, you know, if you are, let's say client, you know, let's say you are bisexual or pansexual or something like that, and you are more kinky and you want to explore more different types of partners in the bedroom. Like, did you and your current partner ever talk about polyamory? If they're married, I will ask, you know, or opening up. Right. And it's not just for sex. It's really with the intention of love, sex versus uh, with swinging versus polyamory is much different. Um, and so that's something where I will talk to them about that and ask them those questions. And then sometimes I will ask too, if they are married, did you ever go to premarital counseling? Did you ever talk about sex and how sexuality changes and that it's fluid over the lifetime? So those are some different questions I would ask about. And a lot of times um, it comes down to, I get some folks that are like, I am willing to explore this. And I'm like, this is going to be hard work. We are going to have to come up with, you know, a relationship contract, not to control a situation, but to really understand like, what are the rules that we're, we're wanting for this? Like what's okay. What's not okay. What's something we have to come back to. Mm. And some people, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it in those moments, or maybe it's neutral break up because, you know, sometimes you don't want that same vanilla type of ice cream when you go to the ice cream shop. Okay. Sometimes you want different flavors. Everything you just spoken about there. Mm -hmm. The need, the pressure, the full mm -hmm. understanding behind it. If we yeah. can transfer that to what you described as your biggest challenge right now, the yeah. gaining support, the need for mm -hmm. what's probably out of the 7 billion people on the planet, a yeah. drop in the ocean of what you, you crave, you need, you desire. Yeah. But what's in that? What's really driving that? Because is that so super important? There's something that you're not getting. There's something you're not maybe allowing yourself to receive. The last thing you said with the example, as I tried to get this analogy, um, yeah. and you spoke about a lot, so I'm trying to sort of grab the points that I need. At the end, sometimes <laughs> people break up. Yeah. Fuck yes. You know what? Sometimes yeah. when you change as a human being, when you change business, 
I've mm-hmm. experienced this as I've evolved through through my life. There are friends that I've lost along the way. Some left me, some I left them. Some naturally happened. Some there mm-hmm. wasn't this big crescendo. It just stopped. And some left comments. I moved into the mindset world. I moved into exploration and understanding. Mm-hmm. And some people didn't come with me. Yeah. yeah, we all lose people on the way. Fear of success. Mm-hmm. What we'll lose along the way. Now, mm-hmm. I'm just throwing things at the wall right now. What's yeah. landing for you? Because in this moment of you want the support, you need the support, don't feel like you're getting it. And it'd be so fucking nice if people just showed up, gave a little support, <laughs> did what you did. Mm-hmm. The giving and receiving is out of alignment. Yeah. And I guarantee yeah. that's a massive part about how you coach. So, oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I know we're processing live in a moment here. Yes. The no, need honest. and desire, the pressure. Yeah what's out of alignment with the need and the desire or out of yeah. all the things that you're throwing or yeah. both. <laughs> where's that misalignment? Do, do you know, can you understand where, where is that misalignment? It's really me. I think I've just always been this person who has been taught growing up, um, be there for your cousins, be there for your friends, check in on people, do this, do that, whatever. And then when you stop and then they don't do that to you, even if you've asked them, then it's like, yeah, like you said, you lose people. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles is I've lost three best friends in business. Like, you know, like nothing um, major happened. Like, you know, they're all still living. And I think sometimes when we, ex- when we explore that concept of ambiguous loss more, that's mm. difficult. So when it's the people that you're like, damn, I supported you through the worst days, the best days, every yeah. single thing, right? That's the part that I think, like you said, you shed people in business. And the flip of that is I've really gained new people that are supportive. And what I'm learning is it's not about quantity. It's about quality. And what I didn't have was quality before. And what I do have now is quality now, but it's the quantity is smaller. So then Mm. with that support component, it feels maybe out of alignment in that sense, some ways. So it's kind of, flipping it. And when you said fear of success, I don't have that. I have a fear of failure. I have the opposite. So I'm in more of that. If you're familiar with divine masculine and feminine energies, and if you're familiar with astrology, I have a shit ton of Capricorn in my chart, which is like the boss CEO, get shit done of the Zodiac. Right. And I also have a lot of cancer, like the sibling sign. So me, one of my biggest life lessons that I think I'm really learning to in business too, is like balance. And not only Mm -hmm. like with that in my business, but outside of my business with support too. And this conversation that we're talking about of like, how do I get more of that, you know, alignment a little bit here as we're doing this thing, right? Yeah. You have everything. You have so much there, but it's just getting it aligned. And maybe getting the perception shift. I mean, shit, that's one of the biggest things that that we speak about in this podcast an awful lot. That one shift in perspective, the one Mm -hmm. realignment can change everything. Once you know what it is, then the next problem comes in, shit, what the fuck do I do with this? How do I yeah. continue to apply it when the fears, the doubts, the guilt, the overwhelm, all these things come into play in abundance. The voices are just there. And of course, mm-hmm. what do we, how do we start this podcast? Avoidance. It's what your clients have been going through, the avoidance. The avoidance, mm-hmm. as business owners, we do the same damn thing. It's mm-hmm. a human thing. It's not personal. Yeah. It's not health. Mm-hmm. It's not business. It's human. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Blessing and a curse, right? Oh, it is. <laughs> it is for sure. 
And I think Love that's it. something, the business side of thing. I was like, I got my shit together. I, this is all good. And then you're like, whoa, I wish someone told me that when you go into your own business, it will flip your world upside down in so many different ways, beautiful mm-hmm. ways, heart-wrenching ways, sad ways, exciting ways, tearful ways. Like, hit up, let's talk about those fucking emotions. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, not avoid them or shame people for having them too, because it is a lot to be able to take in and learn lessons with that. And maybe it's a case that because you support so many people in your personal life, because you support so many yeah. people in a very energetically, potentially draining way with your yeah. clients, yeah. you're depleted in the support. So you need to maintain yourself through this process, manage yourself as the solopreneur, the CEO wants to mm-hmm. be as you get to that next level. As mm-hmm. you bring in more different clients, as you protect yourself through mm-hmm. the process, that, that's the mm-hmm. next level challenge for you. This, These are the fun and games that you get to bolt on what you need, bring in who you need. This mm-hmm. is the next evolution. So, hey, Jackie, look, thank you so much for sharing a story, for being here. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. And I'm so blessed to be here today and to be able to do this podcast episode with you. Oh, you're so, so welcome. And hey, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah. So shamelesstherapy.org is my website. I'm at sex therapist Jackie on Instagram. I'm going to be doing a sexual self-care giveaway in September. So check that out y'all. And also I have some different sex toy workshops in the mix for next year before Valentine's day. So make sure you go follow me on YouTube as well at sex therapist Jackie. So again, giveaway on Instagram that's coming up worth over $300. Make sure you enter and check that out. Yeah, everyone, please go check it out. If you're curious or like, hell yes, this sounds amazing. Go and do it. Remove that shame. But Jackie, thank you again. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.